Hi there, it's Kathy with the Rock Your Retirement Show, and I am so glad that you are with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, I have my wonderful husband, Les, with me. Hi there. And we are going to talk about how vacations can help or hurt your relationship. We didn't talk about hurting. Well, you know, it can hurt your relationship. I've been on vacations before, um, of course, before I met my lovely husband, Les, where vacations really stressed the relationship. Yeah, well, I hope uh, that, that that hasn't happened with us. I can't remember that we did have no, any situation like that. No, although we've had stressful situations. Sure, sure. But it didn't stress our relationship. And so we wanted to talk today about how you can help your vacation. I mean, what happens, sometimes something stressful will happen on a vacation because you're out of your element. And that can put stress on the relationship. So the first thing that we talked about is preparation. And Les, you're, you're a master of preparation. Well, I don't know. I, I go through the details, but, but you do the high-level stuff. You right. know, like we first had to decide where we were going to go, or we always have to decide that first, and when we're going to go. And then once we've done that, then we take our various roles. That's right. My role is to try to spend more money. <laughs> yes, and mine is to try to spend less. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think I'm a spendthrift. I mean, I before I met you, I had well, saved the, up... The first class seat on an airplane is kind of being a spendthrift, in my opinion. But uh, well, it depends on how far you're going. Yeah. Well, anyway, you know, I I understand if it's a 13 hour flight that comfort is important, but uh, but at four times the price, I'm not sure. Well, pshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least I finally talked you into buying the comfort class yes. where you get the extra couple of inches for your legs. That's true. And that does make a difference. Absolutely did. I mean, uh, I thought it made a huge difference on our last trip. So I, uh, I think I think actually you probably travel on the plane in particular a little more. It's a little more difficult for you than it is for me. Well, I'm claustrophobic, so yeah. just being on a plane is... That could be, yeah. Not really. Although, the you know, the ironic thing is is that you're a foot taller than me, and sometimes you wind up sitting in the middle seat. That's true. <laughs> Let me sit on the edge. That's true. What a nice husband you are. Well, sometimes I am. <laughs> so one of the other things that you need to talk about as a couple in addition to the time frames and what kind of how much money you're going to spend if you're if you're traveling on an airplane um whether you're comfortable paying more for the seats but also you know just how you're going to travel i mean you wound up purchasing new suitcases for us yeah that's right i i tend to be into the details on a trip you know i i i picture where we're going to be and what we need to take to to prepare for being there. Like the weather. And weather in particular is important, of course. So let me tell you a story. So on our last trip, I was, you know, just planning on wearing my typical skort. And for those of you who don't know what a skort is, say, think of it as a the skirts that the gals wear for tennis. 
So it's a skirt and a pair of shorts. And I, here in San Diego, I almost wear those year round. And really, that's all I was planning on taking until Les said. It's going to be in the 50s. I said, you're not going to want to be bare-legged in those situations, you know. In fact, sometimes it was colder than the 50s. Yeah, there would be nights that would go into the 40s from the forecast. So I was really lucky that he made me wear, bring a coat with yeah, and me. Because, yeah, because we live in San Diego. She didn't even have a nice coat. <laughs> and so I made her buy a coat. I wound up getting two, but I only brought one with me. Oh, wait. No, no I you brought I both. I brought both, but yeah, I only wore both. one of them. That's right. Yeah. Um, bought them both at Costco, my favorite clothes shopping store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I was really lucky. And so the fact that... I also we, made her bring socks. Yes. And the socks came in handy, too. So planning out those details together can be really helpful when you are traveling. Another thing that you should consider to bring more joy in your travel plans and less stress is who's going to carry what in the suitcase. Right. That's right. Yeah, because, for instance, on this trip, Kathy was thinking that she might take a blender with her. Right. And the reason why I usually take a Nutribullet is because a lot of times I can't get the smoothies that I drink for dinner. And so I just like to bring a Nutribullet so that I can blend them on my own. But that device is about eight pounds or nine pounds alone, you know. So that and the water pick and a couple of other things All take up a lot I of like space. To, <laughs> I like to bring a lot it, of stuff takes, with me. It takes up space, too. And I was willing to carry it if, if it made a lot of sense for us to bring it. But by the time we had our other clothes... There really wasn't a lot of room, and so we ended up having to sacrifice a little. And it wasn't really a big sacrifice. No, it wasn't. We we were fine without it. But this is the first trip where we only brought one tube of toothpaste. That's right. That's right. I have this pretty extensive packing list. I think I might have discussed it on one of the really early episodes of Rocky Retirement. And it's basically a checklist, and it grows or shrinks depending on what kind of trip I'm taking. So if you'd like, I will post it in the show notes. I'll post a link to it so that you can get the packing list. But so I tend to not forget much just depends on though who, where, where we're going to put everything. Yeah. And, and also the sensitivity to the to the climate and the conditions we're going to go into is not necessarily reflected in the list. Well, what I do, though, in the list is I will cross things off that don't apply. Right. So I always have a coat on my list, but if we're going to Hawaii, I'm going to cross that off because I'm probably not going to bring a coat to Hawaii. Right, right. Though the list comes in handy, and I don't have a list. But you can use mine. Yeah, yeah, I do. But <laughs> You can go to rockyretirement.com slash whatever and download a copy of my list. But I have a list <laughs> of things that are not on her list, and that's mainly things like if we're going to take a computer and we're going to take enough cords to charge phones and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I, we should add that to the list. Yeah, I should probably think that through, but that changes depending on where we're going. 
Again, you can cross those things off. Yeah. I found that, that having a packing list is, it just creates a lot less stress because you can go through the, the list and check things off. And when you are somebody who will go out and spend $20, $30, $40 on a sweatshirt, if you're cold and that freaks your husband out. It's probably good to have a list so that it's <laughs> less true. stress on the relationship. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you have to understand each other's limits. That's right. So having a list may or may not help you when you go on vacation. The next thing that we wanted to talk about is discuss what you both want to do. Right. So, for example, I like to go to warm climates and lay on the beach. Yes, and I tend to be in cooler climates and do things. So basically what we do, yeah, Les is a lot more active than I am on vacation. And so we compromise. You know, we will do certain things that I like. But now Les is never going to go to the beach and hang out for four hours. That's just not in his itinerary. Yeah, it's not my thing. It's also not in his skin tone. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I burn easily. And I don't. So it's a lot easier for me to hang out at the beach than it is for less. The whole idea of sitting on the beach and trying to read with the sun bright in your eyes and, you know, all that is just not something that is for me. Well, you have the wrong kind of Kindle, too. That's true, too. My Kindle allows me to to sit in the sun and read. But yeah, so we compromise. I mean, sometimes we'll go someplace warm. I mean, uh, a couple years ago, we went to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. on a whim. That was fun. We used frequent flyer miles and Marriott points and basically had the whole vacation for free. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, all we had to do is pay for meals and, and which were more expensive than we thought in some local transportation, you know, it was no big deal, but, uh, yeah, so that was pretty awesome. So we did that. And then this last trip that we took, we went to Asia and that was cold. And so yeah, we didn't actually think it was going to be as cold when we booked it. But it was. But And lucky for me, my husband made me pack a coat and some, some long pants because otherwise I would have... And gloves. And gloves. And I would have been really cold if not. So another thing that we want to talk about is on the trip, especially if you're going on a long trip, do you want to be together the entire time or do you want to do like what I call breakout sessions? So, for example, I have traveled with my sister before, and sometimes she just wants to go hang out by the pool, but I might want to go to a museum or something. And so, as a couple, you need to decide, are you okay with having these sessions where you do something on your own? Yeah, that's right. And just the whole process of deciding that kind of stuff is a building experience, actually. You know, you're working, compromising with each other and so on, and and it it brings you closer together. Well, a lot of times people think that planning is not fun, you want to be spontaneous, and you just want to do what you want to do, but that can actually cause stress in a relationship. Yeah, that's true. Especially since, just remember that when you are on a trip, you're literally together, I mean, in a very small space, which is unlike being at home. That's right. And so doing some of this planning. But at the same time, you're in that small space and you're 
together in a strange place and a strange country, maybe. And so it brings you together. Well, it can bring you together, or if you don't plan, it can actually separate you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it really depends on the person. We've been lucky because we have a lot of the same tastes, and we don't really argue about things. But when we have a disagreement, I think it's the way that we communicate that helps our relationship stay, stay yes, so that's strong. that's true. That's true. Um, so, so that's something to think about is how do you want to deal with the fact that you're going to be in a small space for a week, two weeks, a month, however long your vacation is. The next thing that we wanted to talk about is plan for separation. So, and I don't mean you're getting legally separated. Right. I mean, let's say you're just wandering around shopping. Right. So that happened with us. Um, we were shopping and I wanted to go look at some, I don't know, cute little things. And Les was, I was looking, looking for at, backpacks. Yeah, he was looking for backpacks. And we were in kind of a large underground shopping area. And so we made arrangements. Okay, if you, if you can't find me, this is where I'm going to be. Yeah, and even with the arrangements, of course, uh, there was some panic that took place because I couldn't find her where where I thought she was. And we didn't have our phones because our phones weren't working. So and what so, do you do if you get lost? What do you do if you get lost? And Which so, is pretty valid. Yeah. Uh, we were away from where we were staying and and we didn't uh, speak the language. We don't speak the language and it was it was stressful. Very but only stressful. for a couple of minutes. Yeah. So one thing that my dad used to tell me when I was younger was that if you get separated, you go back to the last place where you saw each other. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we talked about. And that's kind of what we did that time, you know, it was, we, it turned out that she wasn't very far away from me, but, but I still had this sense that, that uh, we might be separated. But it was only for like two minutes. Yeah. It wasn't a long time. Yeah, but this is a good thing to plan for, especially if you're, um, you know, out of the country so that you can determine, okay, if we get separated, this is what we do. Yeah, this is where you stay. You know, you go to this one particular place. Maybe it's a Starbucks that you saw and uh, and say we meet there at 530 as an example. Right. So you have to determine in your relationship how that works for you. For me, I don't want to be separated for hours and hours. You know, I mean, I, that's just not my thing, but I know a lot of people will do that. So you have to determine in your relationship what you're going to do in advance if you can't find each other. You know, how are you going to handle that? So some of the pre-planning also has to do with who's going to take care of your house while you're gone. Are you going to pay for that? Are you going to have a neighbor do it? These are all things that you need to think about. And of course, Les and I now are seriously considering... Going house-sitting. Right. So having house-sitters, we're, we're definitely using that. But also... For, to be doing it the first time, that's pretty stressful, I must say. Yeah, it is It is stressful to try to have somebody in your house yeah, for the that's very the, first that's time. That's the most stressful. Going to somebody else's house, that's another kind of stress, but that's not the same. 
Right. I guess we'll do another episode after we actually have somebody stay in our house and tell you how it, how it, how it went, whether or not we got back into our house. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're living on the street because they, they locked us out. I mean, I don't know. What's the worst that can happen? House burned down. Okay. Well, we have insurance. Yes, that's true. So uh, really, I mean, I think a lot of the stress that we put on ourselves is unnecessary. That's probably true because people tend to be, you know, when when we're doing the the selection, we hopefully are picking people that that have responsibility and have some smarts to deal with the unusual circumstances. Well, I, I mean, that's what the reviews are about, right? Right, right. So these are things that you talk about beforehand and, you know, just work the details out before you actually leave. Yeah, like, for instance, a good example is uh, the uh, smoke detector in, <laughs> That's in, the right. last, in the last trip. Oh, my goodness. My mother stayed on our last trip. She stayed in the house and watched our dogs and, and uh, Mr. Grant for us. And while we were gone... The smoke detector went. The battery went on the smoke detector, so it did that beeping. Which wouldn't have bothered my mom because she's deaf. Right. But... But the dogs go nuts. <laughs> and so they come, they scratch at her, and, you know, just generally didn't want to leave the room. Yeah, they're scared. The dogs don't like that sound. And I think they think it's a pterodactyl about to eat them. Yeah, something like that. I, who, who knows what, what goes through their heads, but uh, I know that... I've been here when when we've had that, and I know that that they're very stressed over it. We had a contingency plan. We had a, a plan, and and she took advantage of the plan, and and everything was okay. Basically, that plan was, um, and we ha- we have a book that we created that just talks about how often to feed the dogs and blah blah blah. But one of the things that we put in the book was our neighbor's name and phone number and how to reach him. And so, and Les had discussed it with him before we left. And so I had my mom text him and he came over and took care of the yeah. smoke detector. Smoke detector, yeah. So that was, that was pretty awesome. But, you know, these are things that you work out before you go. Yep. But what about on the vacation, Les? Well, when we're, when we're on the vacation, of course, we're, we're together. And in a way... I feel when we're together that uh, we're the two of us against the world, and that's a, a relationship a, a builder. Relationship builder, most definitely. I mean, being a strange place, not knowing what to do next, you both have to figure out what to do. A little bit fearful of what's going to happen, and and so on. It's relationship building. I, I, uh, we had experience like that in our last trip. And we ended up having to find a hotel. <laughs> Do you want to tell him? You want to tell him what happened? Yeah, we we went to the airport to to get our flight. We had been kicked off the flight uh, for no fault of our own. No, the we think the travel agent did it. Well, uh, it doesn't matter. But the know, point is, it, we couldn't know. get on the plane. So there we were in this big airport with our suitcases, which were <laughs> big, heavy things, and we're thinking. What are we going to do? Yeah, what 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 are we going to do? We 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 didn't want to leave the airport. We didn't have a lot of local cash. Right. So how are we going to pay? So how do we pay for the taxi, for instance? Honestly, I seriously considered just 
finding a corner and sleeping yeah, but, in the you know, in, sleeping there. In airports these days, they don't have places to sit. You know, they they do at the gates, but not in the general area of the airport. That's true. And so we weren't going into the, the gates because because we didn't have a ticket to allow us to get through the security. We were able to reschedule for the following yes, day. Yes, yeah. So we were we had a flight going out in the next in the next day. So we went to the information booth and uh, Kathy talked to the to the woman there and and we uh found out that there were two hotels in the right in the airport, which is really great. Not just the airport, right in the terminal. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, right in the terminal. So we could roll our suitcases to the hotels. And so uh, one of them was booked. We went to the second one. and uh, it was, That was interesting. Yes, it was. The, the hotel was interesting. Very interesting. We had a hotel room with no window. Yes. They said all we have are hotels with uh, rooms with no window. And, of course, we didn't really know what that meant. And I they're mean, very small. Yeah. But at least it wasn't one of those shelves that you sleep on. No, no. We <laughs> it had was a an actual bed. room. And it included breakfast the next day. That's right. So that was a relationship builder because it was something... Yeah, we were we were looking forward to some really new, nasty night. But know? it wasn't that bad. But the hotel with the hotel was fine. I know? mean, it wasn't the Marriott. No. But uh, like, for example, the bed was basically a box spring with two uh, pads on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess they like their mattresses really firm in Asia. Yeah, it was like sleeping on the floor with a pad. You know. That's well, it was, it was a little bit better than that, yeah, but not much. You know, not much. And at least it had a it had a uh, American toilet. Yes, that's true. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could be thankful for for sure. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes a stressful time can build your relationship. It all depends on how you react to it. That's right. I mean, if Les and I would have started yelling at each other and fighting about yeah. the fact that it was so stressed, and that would have been very easy to do. Sure. Then that could have done the opposite for our relationship. But working together to solve the problem builds a relationship. And we kind of looked at it as an adventure that we yeah. could talk about later. That's true. So that was fun. If I can remember it, you know, my memory's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to maybe start scrapbooking or something so that I can remember things. So on the vacation, sometimes things that can cause stress are eating. Like one person wants to eat a certain way or another person wants to eat a certain way. We're lucky because we pretty much eat the same thing. But the, but just the simple act of choosing of a restaurant, for instance, is not always easy to do when when the two of you've got to both agree on on that restaurant looks okay. Especially when you're out, you know, when you're out of the country. Right, and you're in a strange place that you don't know anything. You don't know the language. You don't know the customs. You you don't know the food actually. I tend to be a little bit more adventurous with the exception of I don't want to eat street food when I'm out of the country. Although, you know, I How would... about live abalone? Oh, yeah. No. I mean, I, I I was more adventurous with that. I was the one that said, yeah, I'll eat that. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't me a alive bit. when I ate it. Yeah, it took me a little bit of time before I ate it, but I did. 
So what happened was we ordered, this was not at the airport, but this was on the trip. We were, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Korean women divers. And so we were on Jeju Island. And one of the things that we did for a tour, this was a tour, mm -hmm. a private tour. And one of the things that we did was have dinner there. And our guide sort of helped us with the menu. And we decided that we wanted to have the beef because we didn't want any of the live things that they offered or whatever. But after they cooked the beef, they had these four little, I would say they're probably a, a little bit bigger than the size of a silver dollar. Oh, no, they were bigger than that. But not big, not yeah. the size of an abalone that you and I think of. No, but but they were... Very small. They would fill half a cup. Yeah, I would say they're probably about a cup, but half tiny, cup. tiny abalones. And They were big enough to climb on the climb out of their shell and onto the dish. Well, no, they were still in their shells. No, but they were climbing onto the dish. They, they were trying to escape, which yes. I don't really blame them. I, I would say that... They reminded me of very large snails. Yes. And, and it, they were sitting right next to me while I was eating. And they were crawling, trying to escape. And Les was like, I'm not eating that. And I'm more adventurous. And I'm like, well, if it's if it's dead, when when I eat it, I'll, I'll try it. And so she grilled it, basically. And everybody at our table almost passed out because it was... It was quite this. distressing to yes, see... Poor, poor animal. Now, the fact that I lived on a farm and my mom used to butcher the animals and then we'd eat them probably helped me a little bit, but I was distressed as well. But I had already planned on eating it because I thought, well, it's not going to escape. If we don't eat it, yeah, somebody else right. will. It's not like it's going to be set free. So um, I thought, I'm in Korea. I might as well, you know, when in Korea, do as the Koreans right. do. <laughs> Um, and then you wound up actually eating. Yeah, I some. ate it. I ate it. That, uh, by the way, the calling it a private tour sounds so haughty toddy. It just means that cheaper it was a, than the it tour. It was a small tour. It was a it was. small tour. So I'll I'll just be honest. We were on a cruise, and the cruise tours are super expensive. If you're on the Rocky Retirement Facebook community, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, you know, way back when we actually did this. I'm not sure when this episode is going to be released, but private tours are actually cheaper than the ship tour and there's less people on them. Yeah, it just means that somebody arranged the, the tour and we joined it. That's basically what it came down to. But I probably won't ever do a ship tour again. No, I know. I mean, the the experience is so much better. And, and I did a poll, and basically everybody is afraid of missing the ship. I think there's about a 1% chance of missing the ship. I don't. Well, there is a chance. I mean, there's no but question. But such a small chance. Yeah. I mean. Well, the tour, the tour groups certainly wouldn't be in business if they missed the ship. I mean, especially so. with today's internet. Yeah. Because everybody would that's, talk that's about it and they'd never get another that's right. gig again. That's right. So they were very careful about getting back to the ship on time. I would say that if you're ever interested in taking a private tour and you're worried about missing the ship, just make sure it gets back two hours before the deadline. Yeah. And you'll you'll have plenty of time. You'll save a lot of money and you'll have a better experience. And the tour operator is happy to do that because they they don't want to miss the ship. So right, they don't want to have a bunch of may, uh, angry people writing bad reviews. Okay, so we talked about that, and 
The other thing is that when you're when you're on a vacation and you're in an area where there are a lot of other people that are doing similar things, you have the opportunity to meet other people, and that that also can help to build the relationship. We actually met two really nice couples on our last trip. Yeah, and one of them I met because. Again, if you're on the Facebook community, you'll remember that I couldn't sleep because of the time change. And so I would wind up getting up at two o'clock in the morning, leaving the room because I didn't want to wake up less and going to the library or going to the buffet. Of course, it's closed just to get on my computer or read or whatever. And there was another woman there. Her name was Jill and she had the exact same problem. Right, right. (laughs) And then it turned out that Jill's husband and Les, yeah, we hit I it think off. they're BFFs now. <laughs> yeah, we really hit it off. And uh, the fact that he had a cold was a little bit of an issue, but... Uh, well, that's, that's a little... That's part t- of the thing. You that's know. right. Now, they are... Um, we have not contacted them since we've been back because they're actually doing four or five back-to-back. Yeah, they're, they're still gone. Yeah, so um, as of this recording, they're still gone. But we are definitely going to reach out to them when they get back. So the question is, who's the outgoing one? Because if I wouldn't have met Jill, Les never would have met Doug. That's true. That's true. And if you're interested in making friends, then somebody has to talk to somebody. (laughs) Don't wait for somebody to talk to you first. Yeah, Kathy is definitely more outgoing than I am. But, you know, given the circumstance, once the ice is broken, I I carry my own. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you don't make the first move to talk to somebody. Generally not. No, that's right. But once somebody talks to you, then you're... Yeah. Yeah. You're, you turn into chatty Kathy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm Kathy. So I think that's... It. I think those are our tips for using a trip to build your relationship and not break it down. Vacations can be a wonderful experience or they can be horrible, depending on how you handle unexpected things that come up. Yes, that's true. And so thanks so much for listening. I hope these tips help. We'll see you next time on, on Rock, Rock Your, your Retirement. retirement.